Welcome back to Kava the Podcast. I'm Kelly Archibald, and I want to thank you for tuning in. We live in a crazy world, so we made this podcast to shine some hope into your life. Our guests have lived through some incredible things, both good and bad, and they want to share their stories with you. Listeners like you make this podcast possible. If you've been inspired or encouraged by these stories, please consider supporting us on Patreon or contacting us about sponsorship opportunities. You can find more information about us at kavahpodcast.com. That's Q-A-V-A-H podcast.com. So for the time that I said I want to be a Navy SEAL, well, Buzz is just the first six months and then you have to do SEAL qualification training, which is another okay. six months. Okay. But from the time I said I wanted to be a Navy SEAL, it was like 1999. Okay. And I got pinned, was 2005. Floyd committed to a six-year track to push himself in every way imaginable. And it started with his mother passing away. Right after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I get a call from my mom. Mm-hmm. She says, hey, I just got out of the hospital. I'm headed home. Got some issues going on. So I was like, uh, okay. I'll be home next weekend. Mm-hmm. Right? She's in Chicago. My mom never, I talk to my mom on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. My mom never shares with me her help. Mm. So I automatically know that it's serious. Yeah. So go that that following weekend, make it home on a Saturday. She gets readmitted into the hospital again on a Friday. That Friday, she passes away that Sunday. Oh, no. Liver cancer. Floyd's mother was the one who had instilled discipline and humility in him from a young age. Even after her passing, her gentle voice replayed in Floyd's head as he endured unthinkable challenges. Whereas most Navy SEALs have to endure BUDS or basic underwater demolition SEAL training once, Floyd had to go through BUDS three times. Why? The first two times he was sick with gastrointestinal disease and a flesh-eating bacteria. But I told him, hey, I want to go back to BUDS. I would give, I would do everything for you. I would, I would be a stellar sailor. Give me an opportunity to go back to Buds, please. Mm-hmm. Two years, absolutely. I'm like, I'll get, I'll get my claws done early, and I'll work for you guys really hard. And they said, okay, not a problem. I get all my claws done in a record time, like three months. Um, and then I'm doing so well, I get put up for they call it a cap, where the captain will basically advance you. Um, anywhere, like there's a time of year where COs can advance um, certain people just mm-hmm. because of their, you know, like the good work that they're doing. Okay. Um, and I got put up to be capped from E5 to E6. Hmm. And you, but you have to go through a process through the leadership mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was. I was a I was a surprise to basically all the leadership mm. on how well and everything that I'd done. Because once you start, once they start going through the packages and then you do the interviews and all this other stuff, they're like, "Holy crap!" So the leadership was like, "Where the heck did you come from?" 
you know, kind of like, you know, where, like, we had no idea that you were wow. doing all of this and you were this, this, and this. They had already chose who they wanted mm-hmm. to get it, even though that I was more qualified and that I, and I right. presented a better, mm-hmm. right? So they gave it to him. And I know him, you know, we're cool, no big deal. But in the process, our leading petty officer, who's a E6, he made chief. And now they need a new lead petty officer for our division. And normally it goes to the most senior man, the next most senior man, which was me. Mm-hmm. They end up giving it to the guy they liked. Mm-hmm. Even after putting in all of this work, Floyd got passed over for the promotion he wanted. He had to remind himself of his mother's wise words and humbly swallow this pill. And he was rewarded for it. In this process, I'm submitting my package to go to Bud's. Mm-hmm. The last time I did the package, you submit your package and you get approved and your command tells you or your detailer, your ET detailer tells you, all right, we'll release you on this date. Mm-hmm. And then and then that's when you tell the Naval Special Warfare community, okay, um, hey, basically you can have them on this date and then, you know, mm-hmm. we'll be good. Well, I didn't know the process, process had changed. Once you screen and put your package in, mm-hmm. Naval Special Warfare owns you. And they pull you whenever they want to. Oh, wow. So now through this whole process, right? So here it is. I didn't get cap. I didn't get the LPO, right? You guys in the beginning had no faith in me to be a uh, search and rescue swimmer. I turned out being the best search and rescue swimmer swimmer at that particular time that you had. And I put in my package. And once it got approved, there was special warfare. It was like, hey, when when do you want to? When do you want to, um, you know, basically transfer? And I said, what are you talking about? It's like, well, we can pull you tomorrow. I was like, really? And they explained the process to me. And I said, well, give me three weeks. Yeah. I said, give me three weeks so I can go back and turn over everything. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's like, all right, fine. So the next day, they sent my orders to the command. And my leadership was pissed because they they had me slated to to not leave for another year mm. in deployment and everything and I would have stayed an extra year mm-hmm. had there been right some love on the back end but I was like because at the time this was right after the LPO incident right mm-hmm. so that the cap thing didn't happen the LPO thing, I was really pissed about because I was a senior leader and and rarely do they ever not give the senior person. The, right. I didn't display any flaws for you to say, right. no, we're not giving it to you. So I was like, you know what? This is a sign. I got to go. Mm-hmm. And they were so mad at me that I left. But I'm like, hey. I, and then I went back to Buzz a second time. And then I was blessed, you know, to... Oh, yay. Yeah. But that was a... Wow. There was a lot. Yeah. So you went to Bud's again, and then you weren't sick that time. Bud starts with the infamous Hell Week, which you would think is the most intense week of Navy SEAL training. As it turns out, it was just the beginning. 
the easiest phase or so first phase is how bad you want it. Mm -hmm. Hell week, right? right? Fire in the gut. We're gonna we're gonna push you to your perceived limit. Right. Right. And then we're going to right, we're gonna see what you do. And if you make it, cool. If not, cool. And then you make it through that. <clears throat> what a lot of people don't know is after Hell Week, it just gets progressively harder. Oh. You know, people think, oh, Hell Week, five and a half days, no sleep. You know, you, you, it's like, that's probably one of the easiest parts of Buzz that you can go through. Oh my goodness. And then you go to second phase, award phase, and then you go to third phase, which they teach you navigation and weapons and a um, little bit of land warfare. So I'm in 5'3", I'm about two weeks out from graduating the BUDS, mm -hmm. and I failed the rifle test. Oh. And so now I'm in front of the board, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with me. Now here it is, I'm trying to be a Navy SEAL, and I'm failing the rifle test. It's pretty important, you know, yeah. to be able to shoot. A little bit. Right? Yeah. But what they didn't know was, I wore glasses. Oh. Because I didn't wear my glasses in training. Right. Right? Um, because I didn't want to have a negative stigmatism on that particular piece. I didn't want them to limit right. me in a certain way. Or so when I went and what I would do is when I look down the right, when I look down the sights of the of the M4, my right eye had a, a stigmatism. I would see double. Mm. And that's mm. you know. And I was choosing the wrong one to shoot. So then they said, all right, well, we normally don't roll a, a candidate twice because I got to roll for my case. Uh -huh. and, but because of your record, we're going to we're going to roll you. Don't buy a gun. Don't get don't go get any shooting instructions. And we'll teach you how to shoot when you start class again. Mm. Now, I thought that was the most dumbest advice that the board could give me. Mm -hmm. And luckily, our proctor, each class has a proctor, mm -hmm. which is an instructor, and he's like mama, mm -hmm. right? And keeps you on track as a class. Right. So now I get out of the board, I'm standing at parade rest, that proctor and a couple other instructors are talking off where I can hear, and he said, well, if I was Floyd, that wouldn't call me Mac. He's like, well, I was Mac, I go buy a gun, I go, get lessons like I wouldn't wait for it. So here it is. He's telling me, mm. hey, this is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. But then he's not telling me. Right. Right. So the right. question is, am I smart enough to pick it up? Right. 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 And I was smart enough to yeah. pick it up. Yeah. But I went a step further. I, I bought a gun. Uh -huh. I took lessons. But then I also went and I had LASIK eye surgery done. Oh, gosh. You just took care of everything. Right. Yeah. Navy still don't know to this day. Oh, <laughs> they do now. And at that time, LASIK surgery was illegal. Oh, wow. Like, if, if anyone had LASIK surgery, it'd be disqualified. Oh, okay. Like, they could get PRK that shaves the, uh, right, but LASIK surgery was not approved yet. Okay. So I get LASIK surgery on Saturday, and literally, I'm in the water in the ocean on Monday for a two-mile ocean swim. Now, protocol for eye surgery yeah. is no, right. no flying, no water. So literally, the mask is on my face so tight. 
I mean, I have this massive headache because I cannot get this eye effect. No. No. Yeah. Floyd was not going to let anything stop him from becoming a Navy SEAL. So come back around, go through class 254, score expert on both the weapons. <laughs> wow. That so what from from start to finish, what was the time period, even with all your hiccups? How many years so did that take? So from the time that I said I want to be a Navy SEAL, well Buzz is just the first six months and then you have to do SEAL qualification training, which is another okay. six months. Okay. But from the time I said I want to be a Navy SEAL it was like nineteen ninety nine. Okay. And I got pinned was two thousand five. Right. Wow. Okay. So it was six years. Yeah, you had a, and you had so much that happened in that time six period. Six years. Yeah. That is a lot. And yeah. and just so much. Uh, so you became a Navy SEAL. And then, so what did you do then? Uh, so I went to SEAL Team 1. Um, we uh, My first platoon, we went over, we served in Iraq. Okay. And then... Um, I attempted to fast track and I interviewed for SEAL Team 6 and it was unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. Came back to SEAL Team 1, did my second platoon at, um, did my second platoon there and we went to Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Um, And then got back from that and then I went to Naval Special Warfare Basic Training Command as a third phase instructor where I taught demolitions. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm a, you know, I would call it a, what you would call a lead breacher, right? So I'm the most educated on manual, mechanical, and explosive breaching. Okay. Right? Um, land and underwater. Okay. Right? So all Navy SEALs are taught the basics of, of breaching. And what is breaching? Well, if there is a object or person that needs to be compromised mm-hmm. or building structure or whatever that needs to be compromised, mm-hmm. then, you know, I'm the, the person that they go to, you know, to decide, all right, what do we use, mm-hmm. right? Like, do we use a manual tool? Do we use a mechanical tool, okay. you know? Um, do we, so a manual will be like a, a hooli or a sledgehammer um, you know, hopefully has a spike on it. You know, it's kind of things you see firefighter okay. that has okay. a mechanical good chainsaw or a quickie saw that one has a round blade or a torch or torching. Okay. Right? Um, where you torch open metal walls and things like that. And then explosives is exactly what it is. It's okay. explosive, C4, data sheet, those kind of things. Um, there's a lot of mathematics that goes into it, which okay. most people are very ignorant to right, right. Like Navy SEALs has to be smart. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, but a lot of times people think run and gun. All they know how to do is just kick in doors and kill people. It's like, well, to get to that point, mm-hmm. we have to know dive physics. Wow. You know, because, and now that we have to know dive medicine, we have to know, um, we, we have to know trauma medicine, or trauma treatment. Right. Right, those kind of things. Um, dive treatment as well. Specifically for lead breaching, I have to know 
Um, well, we all do because we learn the basics of explosives. So what I'm saying, if you wanted to defeat this table that we're sitting at, you would say, all right, well, how big is the table? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the, the density of the table? Mm-hmm. And, you, and we use a mathematical equation to come up with how we compromise the table. Mm-hmm. But the, the compromise is determined on what you want to do with it or what's around it. Mm-hmm. Right. Once Floyd had made it as a Navy SEAL, he gained recognition for the value and precision he brought to his comrades. So, yeah. So I went and, and taught um, Lee Breacher. And then I was in a really nasty motorcycle accident, which extended my time as a breacher. And then I went to, um, I went over, I went to Guam, uh, Naval Special uh, Unit 1, and worked over there. We controlled all of Southeast Asia from North Korea down to New Zealand, all the way across to India. Oh, wow. And I was the operations senior enlisted advisor. So our command was about, what that means is I was the second highest enlisted position, mm-hmm. right? I was an E7, which is a chief petty officer, but I was in an E9 position. Okay. Right? Um, my leadership trusted that I was able to do that position. Mm-hmm. So they put me in that in that role. And we were a command of about 67, but we were responsible for 300 operators that we pushed out to all of these theaters. Mm-hmm. And 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 um, we maintain relationships with pretty much all the countries over in Southeast Asia. Wow. And you know, I would you know I would travel a lot. You know, sometimes with the SEALs, sometimes without, and we would meet um, the country leaders, the military oh, wow. leaders, and coordinate with their special you know their special forces, okay. and you know you know do um, you know training with them and do operations with them. Wow. So I did that for two years. And then I came back to Naval, uh, yeah, Naval Special Warfare Center, and I was a um, what was the title? Um, I was a program manager for for them. So basically, if you were a if you were interested in being a Navy SEAL and you were already in the Navy, we had a program to where you can come to us and we would. You would TAD, temporary active duty, you would come to us and we would kind of expose you to the community. Mm-hmm. You know, we would help you, we would, we would set up training plans for you. You know, we would have you work in different areas of Naval Special Warfare so you can kind of get a snapshot right. um, on, you know, what the community is really like. And then we would also kind of give you a snapshot of what's expected. Okay. So I was brought in to be the program manager uh, for that. And then I retired um, after 25 years of service, okay. like three years ago. Okay. While in the military, Floyd had gotten married and had a son. But after 25 years of blood, sweat, and tears, Floyd hung up his uniform and began a new chapter and built a new family. Okay, so at one point you were getting married. Yes. And so did that happen? So I got married in uh, 99. Okay. Um, we we had a son, um, and he'll be 13 next week. Um, we got divorced in 2015. Okay. And then okay. I remarried. Okay. Um, um, later, 2016, to my current wife. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and we have four four boys between us okay. from our from our so yeah. So she's a, a beautiful Southern Belle Choctaw Indian, 
Oh, she is. Uh-huh. I didn't know she was Choctaw. Mm-hmm. We're Choctaw. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Okay. Yeah. So, is she from Mississippi? So, Arkansas. Arkansas, okay. Uh Oh, that's tons of fun. Okay, I'll have to talk to her about that. Yeah. So, does she go to the... Okay, I'm not going to ask. So, where did you meet her? So, I met her um, in San Diego um, about four weeks before I was leaving for Guam. Okay. And I um, I was in the process of... Um, I was in the process of my divorce. Um, so I met her in January, 11th, the end of January for Guam. We were friends, we kept in touch. And then we didn't really start, we didn't like start dating until like, well, when I was in Guam, but, and she was in California. Right. So we didn't start dating until like September. Um, yeah, around September of, of that year. And I was in the middle of my divorce, separating everything, and that just ended up being a two-year ordeal. Um, but that's life, whatever. Um, so then, yeah, they just kind of progressed from there. Okay. Yeah. And then you, so you retired, and you landed. In- so yeah, so my, so now it's like, all right, well, what do you do? Right. You know, after 25 right. years of service. Right. So uh, another part I didn't really talk about was <clears throat> Naval Special Warfare had pulled me in to be a uh, speaker. Okay. In 2010. Okay. Um, right when I got to instructor duty, um, they pulled me and said, hey, would you mind traveling across the country, you know, when you're home? Um, because in third phase, most of the time is spent on an island that we train the, the classes on. So mm-hmm. it's like a, uh, it's like seven weeks, but they're on the island for like five weeks. Okay. Right. So he's like, you're like, hey, the time that you're home, do you mind traveling across the country and talking about naval special warfare and diversity has to offer? And, and being from South Side of Chicago and, and right. black, right? And, right. you know, so it's kind of killing the stigma, right? you know, with minorities that, this is an avenue of, you know, that you can go. Right. Um, so I started that in 2010 and I did it all the way up until, um, until I retired mm-hmm. in uh, 2017. But I also, it, it morphed into me actually becoming a keynote speaker, mental conditioning coach, not only on my own, but also like I'm an independent contractor for a couple of companies. Okay. So I've worked with, uh, NFL teams, Major League okay. Baseball, NBA, um, big name colleges, mm-hmm. um, high schools, uh, community centers, things like that, uh, corporate mm-hmm. corporate entities, and the, the gamut is you know I mean leadership, teamwork, accountability. I mean right. you name it, right? Adversity, conflict resolution. Wow! Like all these things, you know, I'll I'll come and I'll and I'll share a lot of my stories mm-hmm. based off of based off of the message right you know to connect with whoever I'm I'm speaking with right so I've been doing that for you know for about 10 years now okay yeah wow so that's the yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah so uh, oh so I'm gonna answer your question I'm sorry so here it is 2017 
I'm graduating from a career transition readiness program okay. called Reboot. Okay. Right? And I was chosen to be the speaker of the graduation by the class. So not the speaker, the MC, Master okay. of Ceremonies. Okay. So the so we do the graduation. A former congressman walks up to me with a couple mm -hmm. of his people and he says, Floyd, have you ever thought about politics? Mm. And I laugh and I said, hell no. <laughs> That's worse than being and, a Navy SEAL. And I don't plan on. Politics is worse than being a Navy SEAL. I can see his point. <laughs> right. Right? Right. He said, well, I think you may have what it takes. Mm. Here's my card. His people gave me his card. He said, if you ever, if you ever really want to mm -hmm. let me know. No, no, this wasn't 2017. I'm sorry. This was 2013. Okay. Wow. 2013. Okay. I'd already had orders to go to Guam. Right. So I get over to Guam and I'm thinking my military career is coming to a close. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of years after I get back, what am I gonna what am I gonna do? Mm -hmm. Right? What's what's gonna be my purpose, my next mission? So I started to think about, mm -hmm. you know, this conversation we had. Right. You know. And I so I think about it, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna close the door. Floyd had been sharing his incredible story to inspire people across the country. But now he had an opportunity to use it to make real change. From basketball player to Navy SEAL to motivational speaker, Floyd was now about to enter a fourth career. Tune in next time to hear about Floyd's journey as a politician. Thanks again for listening to Kaval the Podcast. It's our joy to share these stories of hope in a confusing world. To keep up with our guests and adventures in podcasting, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We would also love it if you gave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you use. It helps us continue to share hope around the world. We are so grateful for our listeners who financially support Kavah the Podcast. If you would like to become a supporter, please consider donating via Patreon or contacting us about sponsorship opportunities. You can find more information at kavahpodcast.com. That's Q-A-V-A-H podcast.com. I would like to thank my head writer, Rebecca Gray, and audio engineer, Meredith Douglas. I could not do this without you. You make this happen, and I can't express my gratitude. Maybe you've been listening because you found yourself in a desperate place. We want you to know that all is not lost. It is our desire that you would be able to borrow hope from those who've gone before you, those who've waited to find a positive outcome. Please be sure and connect with us via our website or social media. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.